live from a bunker on the estate of Matthew McConaughey in Central Texas, it's the Geek Culture Cast. I'm sitting around the table with three other amazing gentlemen. We've got Cease Cadu, Edagon, and Jamie, ready to give you all the goodness around Andor. We're also going to talk Rogue One. How you guys been this week? Very busy. How busy? What is very busy? Uh, about 10 Mjolnir's worth of <laughs> work. <laughs> That's a lot, because we didn't give Thor that many million. <laughs> that we didn't. Yeah. And for good for good reason. <laughs> you know, let's talk. No, I'm just playing. We're, nah. we're not going to talk about it. We, we are going to go back, because now we have Jamie. Now we have our comic book guy. I was going to say, you know, that's the, probably the first thing we need to bring up today. Is, is Thor? No, not Thor. The fact that we've got Jamie's Jamie with back. us now. That, As we've been cleaning out the digital vault of our older episodes. <laughs> right. And we right. mentioned Jamie's going to join us. <laughs> and I think we, we recorded that in early July. Yeah, I think we've only <laughs> said that about three or four times. <laughs> so and finally we back. got you back. It's good to be back. Um, uh, like I said, life is busy as it always has been. But... Um, you got to find time to do the stuff that you love, and I love doing this, and it's good to be back. With oh, you guys. It's, great. it's great to have you, Jamie. Yeah, it's awesome. great to have your voice in, in the conversation. Um, we always appreciate that. Yeah, for, for those of you that have not listened to the old um, episodes with Jamie and them, why is my first uh, question. That's a, that's what what is wrong question. with you? Yeah. Uh, those are the great, great episodes of the cast. But also, Jamie uh, provides uh, much-needed context for all of the comic book Stuff that we do because a guy's a comic book maniac. I He's am. indeed I forgotten am. more comic books than <laughs> I'll ever read, and I love comic books. So, uh, Jamie, how are you, man? It's good to, good to have you back. How you been? I'm doing good, man. Like you guys said in the podcast, life life happens, you know, for us mm-hmm. all. Um, uh, but uh, doing pretty good. You know, the the little boy is doing well. Um, swim was the main reason. Can why he I swim? Um, he. Can but he does not like to get his face or hair wet. It's interesting. Well, nobody does really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's like watching the struggle he puts in to keep his head above the water so his curls don't get messed up is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got video <laughs> evidence. So you guys don't get to see us that much uh, unless you know us, and and uh, a lot of you don't. But uh, Jamie has got a a. Um, Younger boy. How, how old's your boy now? Uh, he's six. Six. Mm-hmm. Six years old. So, uh, But this kid, he is cute as the day is long. Mainly because his mom's su- such a lovely uh, woman. Yeah, he <laughs> not, had it from, not, not from, from nowhere close. But um, this kid is going to break <laughs> hearts. The, when the he gets a little bit older. Knows it, yeah, 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 yeah. So when you say that he doesn't want to get his hair wet, I don't Yeah, it's so that. in line with his personality. <laughs> so that's great. Well, we're glad to have you back, Jamie. Welcome back. Yeah, to good to be back. Welcome, welcome, man. We've, we've missed you. Um, there have been some, some times during our conversations where we're, we're looking to, you know, I'm looking to my right. And he, can you back me up? Wait a minute. Nobody's going <laughs> right. to back me up. Sorry about that. I failed like, you, and I apologize. <laughs> like like kids in school, we sit at the same spots around my uh, dining room table that we always do. And and so, yeah, Jamie sits right next to Eddie. Uh, we have another little thing to celebrate, and that is um, Ed turned 50 recently. I did. I know. Welcome to your 50s, Ed. Thank you. You're about I, to turn I'm 50 a, as well. I'm a couple months away. Yeah. But you, you joined us first. 1972 was an awesome it year. It was an awesome year. So many great people were born. I, I We were just talking about this around the table the other night. <clears throat> uh, and, and, and that the, the, the 
thing that we were talking about is when do you feel old? What makes you feel old? Young people, and I'll speak from when I was in my 20s and my 30s, we think you get in like 35, oh, I'm so old. You're not old. And um, what you figure out, what really makes you feel old is when the things that you hold dear that you grew up with, when those start getting old or dying or or not the same as they once were, Yes, that's when I feel really old. Yep. Um, but having said that, um, you don't look a day over... You know, 49? 42. Oh, hey, I'll take it. No, you, you look good, Ed. 42, you look good. Looks, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. And um, not only that, but we had an amazing birthday party that Ed and, and his old lady put on. Uh, and, oh, my gosh, we had fun. That's the most fun night I've had in years. It was, it was a good night. It was it, a it good was night. It was really good. And, and, I, and I do have to apologize to Jamie. I wasn't invited. Jamie. That's fine. Oh, I, my gosh. I, I thought you were. It's fine. I looked at the list, and I was like, why did J- Jamie never responded? And it was my fault. It's okay. Because uh, So I, I, I put this all together. Um, I sent out invites, and I had my list. I had Excel sheets, and I had everything. And I, y- y'all were sitting at the table yep. together, and I'm like, where's, where's like Jamie? He's like, hmm. Um, and I, I said, thought you didn't like Jamie. Yeah, and I, and I, I had, you I had a heard grudge, Jamie. No, yeah. no grudge at all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and I'm at the end. I'm like, oh crud! I did not invite Jamie. Well, so I, I am very sorry. It's dude. okay. You can I make really it up can. to him because um, my my uh, wife is going to throw a party in December for my birthday, and of course Jamie is invited because mm-hmm. I love Jamie. Right. Right. And you can make it up to him then. Okay, <laughs> I'll make it up to him. Speaking then. of birthdays, mine is in a couple of weeks, and I'll be forty-five. Oh so my gosh. Right. Oh my gosh! Let's see who's the who's the younger? Uh, is it Chris or is it Jamie? It sounds like it's Jamie. Jamie's okay. the youngest yeah. of all of us. Yeah, he's the wisest of all of us, but he's the youngest of all yeah. of us. So yeah, so that's that's interesting. Okay. So I, I was I was lucky on the birthday to to um, be gifted the seventy five hundred piece Millennium Falcon Lego oh, set. Dude, you know, and uh, Dunk and Chris and, and a bunch of others were involved in in the in the acquisition of this so thank you guys thanks for thanks to everybody's out there when it that was, shout shout out to everybody out there that, that was that. truly a community of ed <clears throat> coming together to get you that so gift. Awesome. But the first off it's yeah it's a giant it's 30 pounds of lego bricks to make the this this badass millennium falcon which is so cool i wanted to keep it myself um but uh yeah it uh it's expensive because Lego's expensive. Did you go pick it up? I did. Yeah. I, did, I, I went what what was that up. experience like? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second because it's actually yeah. pretty funny. Moving Dolly. So we have a Lego store at the North Star Mall here in yeah, San Antonio, and um, I took uh, Angie and the girls, and we went all went over to the Lego store because who, who doesn't like the Lego store, right? And we walk in, and um, I'm on a mission. I, I know when I go shopping. I, you know, rare, I only look around at one store, and that's the game store. That's the only place I ever browse. So I went in. I knew exactly what we needed. I had the money because it was it was a significant sum um, and uh, that I collected from all your friends and, and family and everybody. We, I mean, we've been working on this thing for two weeks. And uh, we walk up to the counter, and there's a little girl behind the counter, and she says, yeah, what can I help you with? I said, I want to buy the Millennium Falcon. And she just looked at me, and her eyes just got this big. I don't know what I don't know if they have incentives at the Lego store. I don't know what they do, but um, she was all about it. First off, she was a Star Wars fan. She's in the Rebel Legion. Right on. 
She she's she's oh the fi- the 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 partner to the five hundred first partner to the five hundred first. Nice. So, so it, for those of you that don't know, the five hundred first is the the stormtroopers. That, that's the guys that make and dress up like the different stormtrooper um, personas. And then you have the Rebel Legion, and they do the same thing, but cosplay, but on the Rebel side. And this young lady was a pilot. She goes, "I love Star Wars," and um, look, I've got a picture of me in my Rebel get-up. And so she showed me a picture, and she's standing next to two Wookiees. And I said, I know those Wookiees. That's that's Mark and his wife, and her eyes got even bigger. She goes, you know these guys? I'm like, yes. She goes, are you a member of the 501st? I was like, no. But I do have a lot of friends in the 501st. And um, so she was absolutely lovely. She helped me with everything. Uh, it, it was I was done like that. She signed me up for the VIP. Let me tell you something. Your gift got me into the VIP program at Lego. That's awesome. <laughs> if I if I ever were to go fully <laughs> off the Lego ledge, I'm set up for success now. That awesome. is awesome. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wouldn't but either. I got some free Legos. I walked out with free Legos. I'll tell you that. You that. just grab them from the bin? No, they they gave them to. They put them okay. in my bag. So, um, <laughs> Jane and I will have to have a discussion with you because he likes the car collection. The uh, all their oh, yeah, collections those are, those are really are impressive. Those collections now. are impressive. It's odd. Like I like Lego, right? I I do like Lego. I love playing with them as a kid. It's odd that I find a Lego set now, and they've got a lot of great Star Wars Lego. They sets. do. That I could just could spend the money on. Right. I do have yeah. my hobby. Sure, sure, sure. You guys know my hobby is right. you know tabletop war gaming. I spend a lot of money on that, so I I kind of <clears> keep <throat> it down to a dull roar with most everything else. But they had the Ghostbusters Ecto One. I was there. just about to talk. Oh <laughs> my gosh, dude! I wanted that kid so bad. <laughs> I know. He's, he said he said cars, and I'm like, oh, that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. The, the Bulgatti that they oh, have it's awesome. draws Jaden in every time he's Oh, it's he's so cool. It. And I'm like, oh. He likes vehicles so anyway, though, oh, he doesn't does. he? Yeah, I thought he does. he's a big vehicle. We did the kid. Monster Truck Rally. That's like, so cute. The Ford Raptor is his favorite. So, interestingly enough, he likes vehicles. The kid can identify probably 40 or 50 different models just as they're speeding by us in traffic. He's like, ooh, that's a Ford F-150. Ooh, that's a Raptor. Look at the lights on that. Like, he identified this Silverado the other day <laughs> that was a 19, <laughs> probably 95 Silverado. It had none of the stuff on the back. He's like, ooh, Dad, look, that's an older Silverado. I was like, how the, you know that? <laughs> like, I didn't know it until I pulled up next to him and looked, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is a Silverado. Right on. That's a kid that loves vehicles. Exactly. I dig it. I dig it. That's yeah. awesome. That's I awesome. didn't even know this was a thing right the delorean dude oh, the oh kids, they have yeah, so yeah many cool collections yeah. they've figured the out that there's the a there's a large number of adults that grew up with lego mm-hmm. that really love these adult kits um i mean i even bought a lego <laughs> le- recently and that's yeah. the seinfeld set because i love Seinfeld. oh yeah yeah so much you know what i mean i bought my uh my daughter gosh it must have been maybe a year ago for her birthday the um or christmas it was the friends set yeah, that, that's one of the ones they yeah. did was Friends, and they did uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I almost two weeks ago, uh, almost bought. I just I couldn't pull the trigger, get myself to pull the trigger. It was a Lego Optimus Prime. Oh, oh such I such saw that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How much is it? Kids are almost two hundred bucks. Ooh, that's, yeah, and that's the only problem with yeah, Lego. I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. commit, get myself to commit to that. And there's a level of kind of engineering about it that's fascinating. They have each one of those pieces numbered and labeled to the point to where if you miss uh, misplace a piece, which we did with You can Jayden's, order them. You can order the that's piece. Right. Yeah. Like we can order an exact piece to replace a wheel Jaden lost on his little Spider-Man um, uh, What they have done for, the bu- their, for their impressive. own builder community is impressive. <laughs> it is. They, they, you can, if you really get off into Legos, you can do 
any you can build anything. Yeah. I've seen yeah. uh Starkiller base. Yeah. I, I've seen a big Starkiller base that they mocked up. I saw uh the uh what's the planet where they did the where they had the the salt flats uh the red crate? Uh crate. Crate. They did a crate uh with all the with the rebel the old rebel base and right. <clears throat> all of the the AT ape walkers things uh it, it they can do some really 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 cool stuff, cool stuff. well i i will say that and I, I haven't gotten there yet but we're going to be scheduling um assembly nights oh at, nice at the, at the house Count me yeah i so, know i was so hoping so you'd let the, us help the, you build the, that the invites are going to be coming oh. out i promise jamie <laughs> Um, yeah. And um, I'll be providing some food and, and maybe some drinks, but yes, I mean. I, I'm I'm gonna get either the, this camera or a GoPro specifically, yeah, and and mount up in the corner so that it's showing the I was assembly. Just gonna ask that the assembly awesome. that's of the so cool. Of the that's gonna be neat. We'll that's we'll, we'll neat. post it eventually. I'm not sure when it's gonna get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be great. That'll be yeah. great. That'd be awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, this week on the cast, we are talking. Uh, first off, we're gonna talk Rogue One. Uh, the boys and I. Went, um, uh, sans Jamie. I don't know why you weren't able to go that night. Did we? It was ask? a late night. It was a late night. That's the reason why. Probably. Uh, we we saw a late night showing of Rogue One at the IMAX. At the IMAX, it yeah. was on the on the big screen again. So, for, uh, if you have not seen Rogue One or Andor, of course we're going to be providing spoilers on both. If you have wait, not, wait, if you have not watched Rogue One. It, Why? I was just Why? About to say, Why? If you haven't Why? watched Rogue One, Why? stop yes. listening to the cast. It is the best Star Wars film ever. Stop. Just stop listening to the cast right now. Go, go and put and uh, go put Rogue One on the doggone TV and yeah, watch. watch. It's probably one of the best Star Wars films yes. of all it, time. It is it the is. best. It is. It is. I, the best. I don't know if it's the best. It's I think one it's, of it's number it's, two for me for sure. It's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. since Empire. Oh, absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I would give it a close second behind Empire. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd probably put Empire and Rogue One right. on the same. On the same. Me too. Same. That's okay. Wow. That's okay. cool. Me too. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. I get that. I get that. So um, it had been a while since we first saw it. Um, I when it first came out. What year was it when it first came out? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Jeez, that seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. Talk about old. Yeah. yeah. Gee, that was a transitional yep. year. Yes, it was. It was. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went um, and saw it with a, a, a close friend of mine because I got tickets to an early premiere from a guy I worked with. Yeah. Uh, he was doing a, a benefit show. And so they got a print of the movie and got to watch it before it actually got released. So, and, and this guy was so nice. He, I worked with him in. We were we're friendly, but we weren't friends in any way, shape, or form. But he knew I loved Star Wars so much that he couldn't think of anybody else to give the tickets to except for me. So I got I lucked out by being a big Star Wars nerd on that one. But um, so we sit down to, to or before we sit down. Yeah, we're walking up. Oh, great! Yeah, I, I'm we're, so we're glad you reminded down, me of this. We are walking yeah. down the hallway towards the IMAX theater. And in the distance, I see some some uh, well stormtroopers. Yeah, at the Palladium in San Antonio, the IMAX is the farthest theater at the end of the hall, so it's the last theater that you can actually walk to from the lobby. <clears throat> and as we're walking up, go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, as we're walking and getting closer, I see these stormtroopers and I see these other characters that are dressed up. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. The five yeah. oh first came out, and <clears throat> we're getting closer, and all of a sudden, I hear. 
Ed Gonzalez. Like, (laughs) hey, Duncan Garcia. (laughs) And the stormtroopers pointed at each one of us. And there's Chris. Yeah, our buddy Chris Bourbon. uh, Bourbon. Yeah. uh, Was in costume. And and, uh, you know Chris, right, Chris? Not really. Not really? Okay. You, you need to know Bourbon. He's a good dude. Good like, honestly, good dude. he yeah. reminds me a lot of you. He's yeah. very chill, very fun, just a really good guy. Uh, and it's odd that you don't know him. I don't, I don't know why it's odd, but it is. So, Burbs, if, if and ever you listen to this, shouts out to you and the crew for constantly making it onto the onto this podcast. I've know? invited Chris to come. Yeah, I've uh, talked to him about that. Yeah, too. and, and yeah. he's down, so we need to get him in the... <clears throat> but he, we, in. we're always bringing them up, you know, because th- this is how this is how <laughs> intrinsic they are into the, the ongoings of, of our lore and our love of, of Star Wars and, and whatnot. Well, for, first off, uh, you know, just like anything, um, the 501st is... Um, uh, it, it's a commitment. It's a hobby. It it's is. a whole thing. But not only is it that, but these guys, what they do is they raise money for, for charities, for charities, for children's yeah, charities children's in Jude's particular. Children. Yeah, uh, Make a Wish. Um, They've helped me many, many times with the multiple sclerosis. So oh, I, right, right. So the bike rides. That not only are these folks enjoying Star Wars in their way by building these costumes that, by the way, are built exactly to the standard that the original costumes were built. Because if you don't, you can't get into the five hundred first. You, your, awesome. your 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 armor, your costume, whatever it is, literally gets checked by a group of people that say, yes, you can or no, this little thing over here isn't quite right. It isn't the way it was supposed to be. So they put a lot of work, a lot of effort into these these cosplays, and uh, then they use it to go raise money for, for kids' organizations. So I, I can't say enough great things about the 501st. Uh, Chris Berman and his group run an amazing chapter. Um, uh, of the 501st Legion. And so if you want to um, uh, participate, if you want to get into armor making or... And it's not just l- local to San Antonio. No, right? no, the, they're all the, over the this world. Is, this is national, international. So if you're interested and you're not in San Antonio, yeah. want to get involved into, you know, that that type of... Get online uh, and lo- look up your local chapter of yeah, the 501st. Look, look up yeah. 501st within your city. So uh, we got so that was a nice treat. We got to see Chris and and the boys from the five hundred first. Got to uh, g- get a quick picture with those guys in their in their get ups, and that was fun. And uh, then we go to the movies. And then we sat down uh, in the IMAX, which <coughs> I didn't get to see Rogue One in the IMAX originally. That was fun. I, I dug that. Uh, IMAX is always fun. Big is better. Um, and then I I just we get in the middle of that film, and I'm just thinking this is exactly the way. You should be seeing Star Wars with, with good friends, yeah. on a big friggin' screen, just having just a blast. Awesome sound system, and yeah. that's yeah. exactly what we did. I really enjoyed that evening. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the reason for that is because um, Disney Plus is uh, has been releasing and, and has released four episodes of of Andor, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But they're you know Disney. They love to market stuff, so they're playing it all together. Very, so, very so for those who are unfamiliar with Rogue One, um, but, but I've seen it, Andor is not a planet. Andor is not <laughs> Andor. Andor's and a person. Andor, yeah. A- Andor is Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor, yeah. And uh, he is one of the uh, protagonists within the movie. Um, and the Andor that's, that's coming out now is the life story of Andor Andor from when he gets involved right right before he gets involved with the rebellion 
and then when he gets involved with the rebellion. It's a double origin story. It's the yeah. origin of the rebellion from a couple of locations. Right, good point. And That's it's right. A, it's an origin of, of casting in. Because you, right. you're also reintroduced to Mamothma. Right. You know, and uh, Saul Guerrero. Yeah, um, yeah. And, <clears throat> and various other um, um, well, characters. Well, Mon Mothma's the other major story thread throughout yeah. the, the series. As I, well. was, I was curious if they're going to do a Mon Mothma series. I think if she's popular enough, they would. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, great story, and, and I've really enjoyed her story so far. But um, back to back to Rogue One. Um, Rogue One was the first film from the Disney. Was that is that correct? Two thousand second no, second, second film. So yeah, they so did Force Awakens, and then this one was the the first Star Wars story. Non, this was non after saga. Force Awakens. And, yeah, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I couldn't remember Force Awakens. That. When, did, yeah. and, when yeah. did Solo come out? Oh, shortly that, after. Shortly that, after. That, was, that was the second. So Solo and Rogue One were the two that came out in between the, right. the newer trilogy. Okay. Right, right. right. And so uh, Rogue One. Um, so I, I want to go around the table, and I want you to name your favorite part of Rogue One. Doesn't have to be a scene. Doesn't have to be any, just what was your favorite thing about the movie? Chris, what, what, what would you say was your favorite thing? Well, first I'll say that, uh, like you, I, I I hadn't seen Rogue One in a long time. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I probably watched it once at home, but I hadn't sure. seen it in years since yeah. I, yeah, 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 we yeah. saw it. I was one that didn't want to go to that show, and Ed bought me a ticket. Oh, we insisted, forced you. That's right. Yeah, you that's guys right. are like, you're going. Yeah, and right. I'm so glad I actually went <laughs> and didn't listen to my instinct to not go. Yeah. Uh, I, I shut down early, and this was a late show, so this was... We did know. have you up a little bit but, later uh, than your bedtime. Yeah, for sure. it was way past my bedtime. <laughs> but, yeah, um, first of all, it reminded me of seeing... It reminded me of everything that's wrong with Star Wars today Ooh. by seeing this. Ooh. Um, Absolutely. This was, this throwing, was fun. Throwing down. Well, no, it's just that we don't no, see you're not Star Wars. You're wrong. You're, you're not it's wrong. just what you just said on your your, yep. your point. You don't. We're not seeing it on the big screen anymore. Right. And it's not... It, it, there are elements of the shows that you know we enjoy, like are are good, good, and they're enjoyable, but they're not as fun and right. tight. And this comes back to when we saw it, we were talking about Obi Wan. If yeah. this was a movie, this would be a you know probably a lot. But this was just Rogue One as a whole is just such a tight thing to, that to answer your question, to pick one point, one plot. I'm gonna just first thing off my mind, I'll just say like I'll play it safe. And say, no, you know what? I'm not going to play it safe and say the Vader scene because that I think is the sure. easy one. Yeah, I'm not going to say a particular scene. My favorite thing about Rogue One is again the original Star Wars is my all-time favorite movie, Episode Four. Yeah, my favorite part of Rogue One is the attention to detail to connect this so seamlessly. Ooh, so good to ro- to a New Hope. Such a good but, point. Uh, that's yeah. that'll be my Great favorite point. part of Rogue I dig One. It. Is yeah, that's a good one. You overall, took, you took a good one. Jamie, how about you? What did you like about Rogue One? So the most kind of pivotal thing that stands out to me about this movie, and I think about it, um, is when Jen is standing there making a plea to what is roughly this council about going to Scarif and getting these plans. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, we found out there's a big Death Star. It destroyed the city. You know, we're going to run. Like, and that moment where she stands there and says like rebellions are built on hope like, yeah and, and kind of ties them together in a way that is pivotal pushing through the rebellion for the story in movies to come right like, that particular scene to me all the other like i love this movie but that particular scene to me was quintessential 
Star Wars and the reason why I like this great point. Series. Yeah, like, that's, that a was awesome. that's a great yeah. scene too. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a that's a beautiful yeah, 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 remember, yeah. Awesome. reminder. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. a great that was a great scene. Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, that was. It, for me, I found it a little hard how she was able to transition so quickly from not really giving a you know giving a right. shit to right. you know having this conversation in front of a council to you know well i think but, your dad, but, i think once I your think, dad died it does that to you but she had she had just experienced and seen <laughs> right. the death of her father, father yeah you know and so the the impetus there was was very very moving and and right. the 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 conversations that she had with Cassian and some of the other people you know let it led led, led to, to that. led to that moment and great point you know yeah. it was it, it was moving it was yeah. touching yeah. you know uh, if those things hadn't happened that probably would would have cheapened for me a little bit of that scene. Agreed. Sure. Uh, sure. Agreed. But Agreed. <coughs> oh, that's a good point. Agreed. That's a good point. Yep. And so, Ed, is that is that what was your favorite thing? Oh wow! The yeah, movie? there were just there were so many. Um, yeah. I I am a really really big Donnie Yen fan. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> huge. Yeah. I mean, me. huge, hugely, um, big, <laughs> bigly, bigly uh, Donnie Yen <laughs> fan, and, um, I mean. Ip Man was oh oh my goodness brilliant! I've seen all of them. I love them. So I mean, good. If you haven't seen Ip Man, then y- you need to go out there and watch it. That that was my one of my bigger introductions to to him. So when I saw him in and it was a comedic relief almost. Yeah, him and um, the the robot um, uh, crap. K two K two S O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voiced by Andy Tudyk. Andy Tudyk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Al- Alan, Alan, Alan Tudyk. That's it. That's it. Um, th- those were the like the comedic sides, but very much still a um, a, a dark comedic side. Yeah, <laughs> very, I would very. say I don't think he was the his brother was more of the comedic cynic on the force. But I, I thought yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I thought there were some things in there that were comedic for them, and when you put them together, oh yeah, you know they just okay, became yeah, this, I, this I really playing off. I, I don't one mean another. that his character w- was the the comedic aside. I'm just so so that. the the actor that that <clears throat> Eddie referenced it played Chirrut Imway. Yeah, right. the 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 monk, the basically the the yeah one of the force monk, the yeah. guardian. Yeah, the, that's like on, but it, that's. Basically, what he is, but yeah, um, go ahead, Eddie. So, so it was it was pretty awesome seeing him down these stormtroopers, you know, uh, during, in that during, kung fu way, the kung fu yeah. way, yeah, yeah no, blind Ronin. That's cool. what it reminded me of. Um, oh, totally, yeah, good, good one, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, the the mantra that he shouted out, yeah, um, reminded me of a Dune reference. Oh, you know, okay. It's by by Will alone. I set my mind in motion. That's right. That's Jesus right. Who, the that's right. Speed, the that's so funny. That is when he kept saying that. I was like, Oh, Dune, Dune, Dune. Yeah, one with the force. The force yeah, is with me. One, one with the force. The force with me. Yeah. Good. <clears throat> so um, there, there were just various things about the entire movie that that really called me called to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the the my my favorite scene is at. And this is, I don't mean for this to sound morbid, mm-hmm. but is at the very end when they see their life about to end. They're, you know, because the they, they know that they've accomplished yeah. something. The movie had, um, yeah. for the for the greater storyline, had real implications. We right. knew what those implications were going into the film. The, the journey to get there was brilliant. Simply brilliant. And the thing that I love, Ed, that's a, that's a great point. The thing that I love was for the first time since I was literally five years old, it felt like Star Wars felt at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the story was a was a true original Star Wars story. 
I, I think some of it had to do with the director. Oh, absolutely. Uh, was it Gareth Edwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I believe it was. And he has no really things. big movies of, of critical acclaim. I think he did Monsters and, and Godzilla. Um, but, but Godzilla? It, um, but but in those in those movies, there is this level of dread that you can tell on the uh, on some of their faces. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, dread and, so, and and the idea that they knew what they have to do. Right. They know what they have to do. And they know what the the costs of what they have to do. And, and you know, it's it's we talked about this at the very beginning of the, our conversation piece with uh, Strange New Worlds. the The first episode of Strange New Worlds was uh, Memento Mori. Or, or it was one of the first um, episodes, I believe, um, <clears throat> and that goes back to one of the the Socratic, um, um, not Socratic. Uh, um, I can't even think right now about what I, what I want to say. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a philosophy um, that um, associates uh, it's, it's itself with memento mori. We talked about a little bit about that, um, and it's you know remember that we're all going to die. Right. Yeah, you know. And I brought. I think that brought into this um, movie the 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 um, idea that we're going to do anything and everything that we can to accomplish this mission, even if we die, and we know that we have to do it, and we have to do it. You're right. They did not shy away. They from didn't. The, the fact that this was this was you know this was everything. We need to the get the real this out implication. The real implications yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. And it tied together that point when, you know, they come and say many people died for these plans, yes. right? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, what did that mean? Right. This is what they This meant. is what they meant. Yeah. This is yeah. what they meant when they said so many people died to give us these plans and give us a chance to take this Death Star down in I can't which one was that? Was that New Hope? Like, uh, like New Hope. Right, right. New so Hope, New Hope yeah. when they were just like, hey, so many people. Died. And you, it kind of gave you the full totality of this is what they meant. Like, this is what that means when you say so many people sacrificed to give them a chance to take down the uh, the, the Death Star. You know, it's so, interesting that, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, go ahead. It's really interesting that you say that. I, I find Star Wars, the good stories, are the ones where we go back and ask the questions, well, I wonder what that was like. Yeah, right. Or, and yes. this goes back to one of Chris's right. early points. Well, I wonder what the Clone Wars was about. And right. Like, what does right. what do they do and what did right. that look like? That Mon Mothma, you know, reference in, in the early movie, you know, many people died right. to get these. Right. This so is the answer to so, that. So to you're things. talking about in return. Yeah. So that yeah. yeah. And she said many Bothans died to bring us this. This information isn't that, yeah. isn't that the line? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. for the so new for the new one for the that's the for new Death Star Two. Death Star Two, we're talking about Death Star One, right? Death Star One, But I think the point still stands that there's a there's a level of sacrifice that was needed to get right. these plans into the R two unit at the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah, right. This is one of the things that I think is essential to a Rebel Galactic Star Empire Star Wars story. Uh, it is one of the things that I felt like they got really, really good in the, and really well done in The Last Jedi, and that is that sense of hopelessness, that sense of this group of knuckleheads is going to lose. They have the entire empire against them. 
Um, what are they going to do, and how are they well, going to do Well, they have to it? go into the heart of the beast a, to get yeah, the plans on yeah. Scarif. So. That's a great plan. In order for you to do a classic David versus Goliath story, you yeah. have to make David seem small. Like, you can't do that if you are just like, oh, these are two you know, guys duking it out. Right. Like, you, you have to make them feel small. And that sense of hopelessness is how you make the Davids of the conflict feel small. And I love the way in this, because how in a lot of the movies, you know, we thought they were plot holes, right? You're like, oh, how does Luke, you know, just shoot one, you know, one little, you know, torpedo in and it blows up? Or, yeah. hey, you know, there's no real weight to lots of people died for this, right? I think this story for me provided weight to both of those things. Like, I believe Galen, when yeah. he said, like, Engineering-wise, we built this to a way that it is cascading to destroy. It wasn't a simple manner of, oh, yeah, hit it in this weak spot and then right. it goes up. It's like I needed to do something that they would never find but layer it to a point to where they were going to do this without me. So I needed to be here and sacrifice not knowing <clears> if my <throat> daughter was alive or not, sitting around people that I hated because they took away my family. But there's a greater mission here to make sure that this thing does not go unchecked throughout the galaxy. And, like, and that was a weight that I loved. You know, the, the, the David in this story wasn't the, the small group of, of um, rebels on, on Scarif. Right. Um, David is the rebellion. Right. As a whole. And, right. And, and the, right. the small group, right. because they die, Yep. You know, they're, they're, the, they're the pebble that's they're being pebble. thrown at the Empire. This is why I'm glad to be you back, know. Eddie. This is why I'm glad. <laughs> and that's what the point, right? And, and that's why that scene with Jen standing in, inside the council trying to make this plea is so powerful for me because it shows the rebellion as a whole as David being scared before they... No one expected them to be brave all the time and not realize <clears throat> the massive power that was in front of them. Yeah. But that she served as that codifying kind of, look, yes, we are David, but what do we do? What do we do? Do we let them just continue to run rampant? Or do we take this chance and give everything we have to see if we can stop them, and that's that was powerful for me. There's a re there's a there's a reoccurring yeah. theme throughout Star Wars, especially uh, the Galactic Empire uh, era, and that is that. Um, okay, so in the prequels, the evil is all under the uh, under the carpet. It's a subversive. It, it is. Right. It's the, right. the 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 bad guys don't own the universe. Right. There's not this massive. Right. Uh, um, galactic fascist network yet. Right. It, it's really undercut <clears throat> after the emperor comes to power and the 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 uh, empire is born and we have steadily seen why right. the rebellion came about. Right. Why these people have right. decided to change, to give up everything in their lives right. to fight this unwinnable battle against this massive juggernaut. It's the power of Star Wars. It's the thing that dazzled us when we were young, when, when we first watched these movies. And it is the one thing, I think, that Rogue One emulates and gets so very right. Agreed. And, and not, just, not just makes Rogue One a great film, it makes all of the trilogy movies you, better. You, you know, you, you speak that way. Yeah, and you you talk. We talk about you know how how entrancing the the first tr uh, um, trilogy was, mm -hmm. 
and how it immersed us into the the world of Star Wars. Yeah, that was for our generation, right? Right. Rogue right. One is to this generation with the trilogy for our kids. was for us. Yeah, absolutely. But, right. but it but it even but it even pulled us further in to those who are already it did. in it. So smartly she done. Did. And, and so <laughs> smartly <laughs> done. Yeah. Tied it in all together. So yeah. the the thing that this this is the first non Lucas prequel movie that we get. Oh, great right? point. Great point. And points. I yeah. think yep. you know, Disney one thing Disney, at least in the first few movies, <clears throat> did really right that I think Lucas did wrong in the prequels. And we talked about this a little bit in part one of the prequels, which we still need to finish up sometime. sometime oh, we gotta go back to that, don't we? I forgot but, about that. Yeah. But the the universe <laughs> in the prequels looks very clean and very you know, just pristine. And the original trilogy had that real dirty, grimy, Dirt. lived yep. in, utilized, and it's almost... literally the end of the High Republic to the fascist yeah. state yeah. of Star I mean, Wars. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the rule of any you know, authoritarian government, the details of the small things, they don't care about. They right? don't, yeah, right. doesn't right. matter. And, uh, right. and this movie, the, when, when I mentioned earlier the, the, the connectiveness and details, so that was one of the things for me was just how... Uh, how lived in this uni- this universe Good looked, point. and it was everything um, <clears throat> everything from uh, you know looking at at getting to see Yavin, getting to see uh, Jeddah and yeah. Jeddah City, and how like just grimy and at that city, you know. I mean, you know the and it's funny you say that. And again, I'm glad to be back. It's <laughs> funny you say that because even um, Jen says it when um, when I, who was it? I think it was Andor was talking to him around like how do you sit and do nothing? No, it wasn't Andor. I, I can't remember. But she says it, it doesn't matter if you don't look up. Right, like all it was Cassie Andor. Right, right. Yeah. when she's that, like, yeah. "Are you okay with this flag flying above you?" I think Saul asked her, "Though, are you okay oh, with you this may be flag, right. you know, kind of flying above you?" And she's like, "Doesn't matter if you don't. Doesn't look matter up. if you don't look up." And right. It speaks to that lived-in piece of it's like, yeah, there's so much of this stuff is happening at such a high level that if I keep my head down, it doesn't really affect me, right? And it's just like something has to happen inside of them to be like, okay. Now it affects me. Like, this is what it means. This is what they were talking about. This does affect me. I was just being stupid and ignoring it. There, when she says that, it's a kind of p- proven to your point. It's like there's a grit here that you can either ignore and put your head down and continue to kind of live through this life, or, like, you're going to come to a point to where something happens and it brings it full tilt to, okay, this does affect me. This is my universe. This is my galaxy. This is, you know, what do I do? There's parallels there with what what you're saying, you know, when you look at, like, Luke going from the teenager to that. Right. And in in Jyn Erso, she was a defeated prisoner. Right. You know, she had done her little bit of rebelling, and, you know, she was kind of just done, Done. you know, on that that Imperial planet at the beginning. So You know, it's interesting. At the time that it was released and written and directed and whatever, there weren't really any... Compared to the last five years, yeah, um, there was really nothing politically that it was standing for, right? You know, right? As it, as it, it was, was just a point, story. It was just yeah. a story, yeah. yeah. You know, but as you look at it now, this really does align with you know the the, the younger audience, yeah. today, yeah. You know, in terms of oh, I'm 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 not going to admit that there's a flag there if I'm not going to look up, look up. right? Um, but as soon as you look up and you realize that there, the things around you are changing and and it needs your input. You, you know, there, there's this opportunity to to actually step. That's up the true insidiousness of a, any of that kind of um, uh, under the radar fascism is that you you don't 
really see what's going on around you until it's almost too late. Well, you're con- you're almost conditioned not yeah. You're conditioned exactly. to right. look down or just look right. straight and right. You know, don't look up. And <laughs> not give a damn. Yeah. Not care. Yeah. But that's I, the I reason why you can pro- you know do such those propagandas from a you know imperial standpoint. They could tell stories about the Jedi were traitors and all sorts of stuff like that because no one really paid enough attention. If you weren't there, you didn't realize any of that stuff. So I can tell these stories throughout an entire galaxy, and people are like, okay, I'll. I'll, I'll believe that. I have no other reason not to. Well, there was no and substance I keep behind. My head down. Right. There was no substance behind Obi Wan's words in 1977 when we watch him on the big screen the first time, because Good we point. don't know about right, the right, Clone right. Wars. Right, right, right. We don't know about the right. Jedi. We don't. Right. All we know is they're right. gone. They're gone. They, they happened in the past. Right. Literally, I I can remember being a kid and and wondering about the Clone Wars and what that was about. I think right. we've talked about this before in another episode. And and really thinking, oh, that happened. That's ancient history. That happened a long time ago. Not it happened no. twenty years Dude. earlier. Right, right, you right. Know. And, and and that's that's a real statement on our current world, our world today. The and, engine and and yep. the fact that as we get further from an event, as we go further from an event, people begin to forget what that event was all, was about. all about. You, uh, the the gentlemen in this room, we're very clear and understanding exactly what World War II was about. Yeah. Because we grew up yeah. hearing the stories, hearing it from our grandparents, hearing it from our great-grandparents, right. and understanding that a whole nation, not just the U.S., but a whole nation, a group of nations, came together to fight that evil that literally almost took over the You could the almost place. say they were like... Right. Allies? That's a good word. Hitler right. did. Right, right. Hitler called them the allies. Yeah. yeah. No, it, but that's that's all of that feeds into the power of Star Wars. All of that feeds right. into that storyline of this great monolithic government really putting heel to the throat of citizens. And that's why destroying Jetta was so important, right? It was the last bastion Vestige, in the yeah, yeah. galaxy which told a story of that was counter you know intuitive to the propaganda. Right. Like I could go there and talk to guardians or see this stuff and see that well, well maybe what they're saying isn't true. Yeah. So they picked this place, they destroyed this city so that my propaganda engine can continue to tell you they were traitors, we're what's good for you, structure is important, you know, all of these rules that Order. we're putting in place. Order, Order. Order. Yeah, we must have order at all costs. Right, yeah, yeah, because yeah. nothing else, you, you, all you have is the story because nobody else is here. You've isolated everybody, right, that could possibly tell you that that wasn't the truth. Well, I want to talk about Andor. I want to switch switch uh, places a little bit because these two stories are kind of combined. But one of the things, to your point, uh, Jamie, is, that, and, and we've said it before, we've made the point, but what Rogue One did and what subsequent stories and movies have done is they have provided uh, context and detail yeah. to the world that we already knew. And I'm telling you, as a fan, especially a super fan of Star Wars, like I know we all are, that means the world to me. The fact that a young person like Gareth, who directed this this thing, um, came to Star Wars without Lucas, by the way. Lucas is gone at this point, And gave it the love and attention uh, that it deserved. Yeah, it, it, that made the movie so yeah, much more point. to me yeah. than I think it would have. And I think some of the other 
stories do. Uh, look, I, I love Solo. I, I love Han Solo. He's one of my favorite characters. And I love that movie. It, it's a good movie, in my opinion. Is it the best? No, it's not the best, but it's a great little story, and it's well done. It's well acted. And I, I when that movie came out and there was so much hate lobbed at it and, and thrown at it, I just didn't understand. And I've asked the question before to our audience, you know, Star Wars fans, what's going to make you happy? And I have to repeat my question because now so, I'm hearing people are upset with Andor. Well, so on the solo, just I, I don't want to go down the solo route. We can own, we can go down just to hear. on the solo thing. What's funny is most people I think were that didn't that kind of shit on solo. Yeah, yeah, were really because it was in the context of I hated the Last Jedi and I'm not going to see this. And it came out like just. Three good or four point. months after yeah, Last did. Jedi, right, right, good point. and now what's funny is if you go back, point. Solo actually has a lot of people that uh, that admittedly at least yeah. now all I have is like Reddit and a few. Sure, of course, but you're right. But yeah, yeah, I know. They've yeah. they've come back and said, "Man, it was a good movie." Yeah. I just skipped it at the time. What I, I think Solo didn't connect enough to the prequels when you look at the time that it it took place. Perhaps uh, the way that this one connected a lot more right. with the original trilogy. I like I like Solo 2, but I didn't need it. Solo 2 hasn't come out yet. Well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What'd you say, Eddie? Solo 2. Solo 2. Yet. <laughs> Solo 2. <laughs> I like Solo <laughs> also. <laughs> right. Um, oh. Right. Right. Dogs. Right. We got to dumb it down for Eddie. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but I didn't need it because it wasn't connected in that same way. I was like, okay. I was okay with taking you know, Han Solo in the prequels starting from there. And I have that same feedback as we get into Andor. Like, I like yeah. Andor. I, didn't, I don't need it. I was okay with him starting with Captain, leader Cap- of the... Cassian uh, Andor. Right, exactly. Yep. Leader yep. of the, uh, the intelligence group. I didn't need his back history. That does not mean I'm not enjoying Andor. Right. Right it means that I'm like okay, I, I didn't need it. I'm okay. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I, we'll. it's one of those things I didn't feel like I needed until I started seeing the story. Um, Good point. And, and Good point. as you know, uh, as we kind of pivot to Andor, one of the things I really like about the show, uh, there's some things I don't like, by the For way. Sure. But one of the things I really like is them fleshing out the story of the Star Wars lead up to the rebellion um in particular we get to see why Cassie Nandor was a murderer and a spy because he was sure. I mean, no, no, right, right, at, right. at the beginning yeah. of Rogue One yeah. oh he's he'll do he's whatever he's bad needed dude. and he even yeah. references says, that he yeah. says it yeah. in you know when he comes up to Jen and they get ready to go to Scarif and he's like look this group we've done We've done some shit. Yeah, but yeah. for, for, for right. the rebellion, I was okay with it leaving there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't need, and maybe just because I, I understand what that stuff you know you do for your country. Yeah, so sure, like, sure, you know, sure. In the dark, so I was like, I'm okay with not knowing that. But I'm not saying that it's not pivotal. Like I, no, no, I get you. I get you. You know, them going into that a little more. But you're right. It's just like they're providing some context around. What does that look like? Like, look, what are the people, what were he's talking about when he stood there and he said, we've done a lot for this. Rebellion. Right. We're not right, about to let you know, right. go to waste. Right. Like, I'm not about to have nightmares for nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I think, you know, there was a point I just, when you were talking, Jamie, that just reminded me. So Andor episode one, it, 
we have uh, Andor murders or those those two officers that are trying to basically start some starts. You right. say right. murders, right. he self defends. Well, that, that's he why that's why ba- that's why I backed <laughs> oh, I up. You. I didn't gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brain's still not. No, working. it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, that's why I backtracked. Yeah, because uh, it was self defense. They instigated it. They started harassing him right. when he was in that and, brothel. Andor and, goes into a brothel. First yeah. time we've seen a brothel in Star Wars, which I thought was cool. <laughs> Um, and, and in in the city that he's at, and um, catches the attention of two corpos, two yeah. corporate workers, basically corporate the guys. the baby imperial, right? Uh, corporate security, guys. yeah. Right. Corporate mm-hmm. security guys. Yep. Uh, gets into a fight with him after he leaves because he doesn't get the information he's looking for. Um, and then they get into this fight, yeah, and killed, and, and he kills. Actually, he ac- yeah. and accidentally at that, right? He, he really he accidentally kills one. The first he one, purposely he murders the, sec- right. the second one. But again, in self defense, really right. at right. that point, right? But one thing I th- I found interesting when you're talking about the fascist state. So, um, if you think about like, did you guys see Chernobyl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there, there's there's a uh, there's a scene in Chernobyl, and apparently this was based on a lot of how the USSR actually operated, right? Where the scientists are telling this regional governor, yeah. this is happening. This th- this plant is yes. leaking radiation yes. at this insane rate. And he says, you have your right. truth and I have mine. Right. And who do you think who do you think's truth is going to actually be pushed up, you know, the chain? Exactly. Right. And, uh, you know, because he didn't want to look bad having all this stuff happen in his in his region. And now you and can't go into right. the forest right. around Chernobyl without dying. Well, right. <laughs> but my, my point being, you know, so there's that. And then you look at uh, an Andor when that upstart security guy is really saying, we need to pursue this. We need yeah. to pursue this. And his boss was like, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, and he's yep. like, his boss is like, yeah, yeah, I think this sounds like uh, two guys that, you know, got into a, a, a tragic accident, you know, in the right. in, you know in an alleyway, and there'll be right. some heroic, you know, they were just trying to do the right thing and kind of cooking up this own story because right. he didn't, he knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. Right. And then, you know, right. as we see later, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. What happens. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's um, funny because at the very, right. at the end of the third um, episode, he's just right, the, the, the that, Lieutenant or whatever that officer is yeah. said, I'm going to pursue them anyway. Yeah, right. You, you, the look on his face is like, I am in so much, much trouble. trouble. Yep. Right. He had a sense of yeah. self awareness come over him that he, the, the, the likes of which he had never had. Before. Never had. There's a little. There's I think a little at that point, that came out. at that point, he did reach Buddha. Yeah. He reached Buddha at that moment, right then, and Buddha slapped him like a bitch. <laughs> hey, r- real quick, um, just going back into Rogue One. Yeah, um, one of the things that we haven't talked about. I wanted to dig into the, into the details about this because we're we're talking about it. Yeah, the Guardian of the Wills, right? Yes. The, okay, because um, a Sharut is potentially a guardian of the temple. So yeah, right. force so, force right. monks, and, yeah. and and we've talked about them before. That we kind of know what the Guardian of the Wills are, but I was hoping we can we can you know yeah, shed some light for the audience that are talking. That's a about great point. That. And a good because I mean, why is he there? Why is he a monk? Why does it look like he has the force, but he doesn't? So he wants the force to be. You with guys him. are going to have to educate me because the yeah. Wills originally, and even Lucas had even said this yeah. a few years ago that the his sequel trilogy was going to explore what the Wills <clears> really were. Right. right. Which was actually the um, they were the force. They were the things that communicated with midi chlorians and allowed everything right. really right. at a microscopic right. level. And you know, Lucas decided to abandon that idea. So glad of the he reception did. of midi chlorians. Well, the reception of the prequel trilogy right, 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 as a right. whole, yeah, know, from that. Right. But look, say what you will about Lucas, the dude at least was willing to give us something Absolutely. that no connect, when, right? It, well, and he was willing to give us something we hadn't seen before, which right. we'll talk about it when we eventually get to the sequels. 
So I now Disney has their own idea of what the wills are and the guardians of the wills, and I like I'm going to tell you like, hey, educate me too because so the the guardians of the wills are are basically they're not force sensitive, although I think they can listen to the force a bit because Chirrut is a hell of a fighter and he's a blind man, so there's that. Um, but they're 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 guardians and servants to the force. Okay. Not the Jedi. Guardians and servants right. to the force. So they're the holy people believers. They're they're so, a religious sect. Yeah. So like so and you actually hit on so I think they actually did take some of what Lucas was originally going to do cuz think about it this way. So you have different um, engagers in the force, right? You have the Jedi, you know, at the top that are manipulating, you know, at the force. Then you have different layers underneath that that are aware. The guardians sit, and this is how they kind of define: sit in the stream of the force. So they sit there. They think about them as. Um, just conscientious objectors, right? They sit there and just experience it. And by that, he that's why he could see the dark force around Andor when he said the force darkens when you're about yeah, to kill somebody yeah. because they sit in that stream and can see it. And from a spiritual standpoint, that's where they use to guide them. So they're guardians of the, the wheels are, to your point, or the priests. Yeah. So they sit there and, and experience the force and don't influence or use it in any way. So they're not going to be, you know, the fighters or anything like that. But he knows enough about the force to be able to see it as it moves around people or feel it. And that's the reason why he was so kind of sensitive to that. Intuitive, force. yeah. Right, because yeah. he can sit in that stream and kind of feel that force. It in that goes back area. to a thing that Obi-Wan tells us in the first movie. The force binds us. Yes. Connects us. Right. It, 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 it inhabits all things. Right. Right, and they are just sitting there experiencing it. So to that point where Lucas was going to go, and I actually don't mind that of they are the people who study the midichlorians. Like, to study anything, you live within it, right? You kind of say, hey, that's how I study nature. I'm going to live out there. So there's this kind of here's what we are. Here's how we see this force. It is guiding us. That's why he said, I am the force. The force is with me. I am the force. Because it's like, as I sit here and kind of see all of those things and experience it, I'm not going to force choke anybody or jump or anything like that. But it does not mean I don't see the force as it binds everything around. Or or be able to use it and perceive it to help his situation. So it's just different levels of, I guess, engagement in the force. Not just that, but if you think about it, we're talking about priests of a dead religion that nobody believes in anymore. Right. Right, right, right. So right, right. these guys have been reduced to crazy people. To crazy people. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, to your point about the Chernobyl, people. right? It's like, yeah. who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the people who are telling you that, you know, we were good and we're out here, you know, kind of doing the fighting the good fight and there's this force religion? Right. Or are you going to believe the people who are providing you with safety that you're a bunch of kooks on a corner, right? Because that's what of, they re- kind of reduced them to. Yeah, and one of the greatest things that, that recent Star Wars has done is to it is to tell the story of the fall to tell the story right. of the rise of the empire and what that meant to all of the people involved there's only one story i like more than rogue one in star wars and that's a tall order because i love rogue one there's only one other story i love more 
and that is the story of Ahsoka Tano on the re- at the end oh, of the Clone Wars. Yes, that is my favorite. I'm going to take point. everything back. Good yeah, point. It's okay, Ed. Good it's okay. Because for- can- you forget about yes. this one, and it's such an amazing. Oh, I thought we were just story. arranging movies. I would agree with you. No, like, yeah, yeah, but no, no, the no, last, yeah, yeah, the last yeah, yeah. four episodes. Uh, yes, the yep. last totally season agree. of the some Clone of the best Star so, Wars ever put to film. So, Period. Chris, to your point about that story, whose story are you going to believe? One of the things about destroying kind of Jeddah um, that shows itself in Andor, which is the reason I like them kind of connecting these things, is something that connects it. And I think it's actually in episode five, so I don't know if you've seen this. So, remember the uh, crystal he's given as yep. payment? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. as a kyber crystal. It's a kyber crystal, blue kyber yep. crystal, yeah. Notice how when, uh, you know, they interact with kyber as money, not the spiritual right. thing that kyber started out being. Right. And that's the reason, that is a product of destroying the story of the Jedi. Yeah. When you destroy these temples, when you destroy the lore of creating lightsabers and all those things like that, all kyber is now is money. It's like, hey, they need Kyber to power these laser weapons or whatever the case may be. It's not because to it's Andor, a, it's a rare was, mineral. Right. It could yeah, have been yeah, something yeah. that's special to him, but all the everyone sees it as now is a commodity. Yeah. But that's because of the propaganda engine that has been created by the Empire. Yeah, we've removed any spiritual meaning to Kyber. Like Kyber used to be this. Like it, it used to be the you know the holy grail. This is like a spiritual kind of thing. We well, don't sell Kyber. We, now we watch. It was it was sacrosanct. Right. To, yeah, right. To even consider having it. Right. If you weren't you know a Jedi. Right. Or somebody. Right. Well, no, we also learn in the we we also learn in the Clone Wars in the Gathering episode mm-hmm. that the Kyber crystals actually speak yeah. to it, their Jedi. That's right. They right. they they seek their Jedi out right. and and there's a. The first challenge of a youngling is to find their kyber kyber, crystal. That was a great great episode. But but you see a point. Look at the duality. It starts out over here, and now it's just mere... It, it, yeah, money. It's a great point. That's the power of the propaganda. That was in uh, Clone Wars. Uh, it, was a, it was a Clone Wars arc that Ahsoka was a part of. Okay. And she takes the younglings right into the that's when they have the um the the droid on the ship that right. helps them make right. The, right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and hey guys, if if you have not seen Clone Wars or Rebels, um y- you need to. There's there's no greater words ever said to Star Wars fans. It, it is I I know that there's so many of them. There's a lot of episodes, but they're about 24 to 30 minutes. It won't um, matter it, either because the moment you get into it, the moment you watch the first episode and you really see what Lucas and what Dave Filoni have done, and, and the first episode is not the greatest episode of the world. No, it's good. No. You it's watch good, it and you're like, uh, But it's not the greatest. Should I watch it? I mean, it's it's a the first the first episode is about Yoda. Yeah. And um, them trying to the the, the the um, uh, the faction trying to create an alliance with um, uh, this particular planet. Watto's people. Watto's Watto's yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Targ. Right. The and the, 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 uh, what, what are they called? I was about to say the Targaryen. 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 Like, like you know, he's head coach. Like, no, no. The little flappy guys yeah. with the wings um, that. Uh, Toy Darians. Toydarians. Toy Darian. Toy Darian. It comes to the old brain every exactly once in a while. Right. So so this episode is about, you know, uh, um, the 
the crew, along with the clones, um, trying to uh, um, beat a specific timeline. Yeah. To, to reach the end because um, what's her face was it of Ventress Asajj Ventress was sent by the Emperor to to stop this and for the Emperor and his crew to take this this uh, relationship right. and really what it, had a strategic uh, place in the galaxy a strategic light a strategic uh, hyperspace yeah, light hyper- so yeah, so right. you know it, it starts off kind of slow but you soon start to get into the action. What you happens see the development is you figure of out what a badass Yoda is again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. But but you also start to see as as you do from the very beginning of the of the prequel trilogies, the 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 growing hubris growing. of the Jedi. Oh right. yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, and yep. how comfortable the, the 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 comfortability that they've got with the the new um, responsibilities they've taken on right. becoming the, the marshal. Yep. Or the marshals of the universe, which was never the intent of what a Jedi was to be. Right. Yep. You know, That's and and because they transitioned, so did the the rest of the universe transition. Yep. And it's interesting to see in some of these um, the movies, right? The the um, the way Jedi's are celebrated or not celebrated right. by yeah. by locals. Yeah. Like to to many people, they they despise Jedi's. Right. You know, they they don't want anything to do with Jedi's. Um, until they see one, and then they do, they want to stand back, right? You know, they know Jedi's at one time stood for something, but then they where were they? They well, what what happened you know? is the, point. the, right. the fascist government that's taken over has told them that the reason there are no more Jedi is because uh, they turned on the Galactic Republic, and were it not for right. Right for Darth Vader and and, Al- Emperor, and Palpatine. Right. Hey, the the people who win the war get to to get that's to, exactly you know, right. It's a great the, point. Right, the narrative. That's right. right. So. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. The, I remember in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, um, they started to uh, op- secrets of World War Two started to kind of come to light, and and one of the secrets that. I never understood, never grew up with, no one ever talked about, was when Russia came to Berlin and and fought the Nazis in Berlin and won, the next thing they did was loot, rape, and pillage all of the inhabitants of Berlin. Right. A- every woman that... I've never heard that before. And, and not many people have, uh, because it's not a great story, obviously. Um, but they had all of this secret stuff that they kind of let go after so many years, and that's what we learned is that there was this great pillaging and looting of Berlin. Yeah, the battle, um, the battle of Berlin. Yeah, battle of Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you were a woman of any age at that time in Berlin and you were caught by the Russian military. Uh, nine times out of ten, you were raped and 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 uh, robbed, basically, yeah. uh, of of anything that you had. So not only has your country lost, but you have these the the, the winning army coming in and and just laying terror, you know, to the place. And and that's the whole. Po- My point is, the victors get to tell the story. Yeah, for years and years and years, I mean, decades, we were told. America won the war with the help of the Allies. He, here's what happened. What we weren't told was 10 million Russians died in World War II to fight the Nazis. 10 million men, women, and children 
in Russia died as Nazi Germany marched across your land and retreated. When you get to the point where you have beaten back the fascist hordes, yeah, you're going to take a little bit of revenge. Is it right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it is something uh, that we glossed over in our real world. It's the same thing you see echoed here in the Star Wars universe. The Empire's taken over. Any good that the Jedi did, any any magic that they had, is wiped away. Wiped away through the new story, the new narrative of the great Darth Vader cut. That just to, got to really dark. And I don't, I don't mean no, for no, it but, too. But, but it's, but it's interesting because right. there, there yeah. are parallels. There right? are that, that we, really, really interesting. You know, parallels. whether they're, whether they're uh, um, American parallels or international parallels, the, the, the intent, at least my perspective, is that we, we see in a lot of the science fiction um, movies and stories. Uh, what happens within our society. Yeah. You know, and whether it's dystopian or utopian, yeah. you know, and we see it both from a Star Trek and a Star Wars side, we see it from a Battlestar Galactica side, and then, you know, there's this uh, there's this blurry vision of what good and bad is, right and, right and right. wrong, these, these, these moral uh, dilemmas. Um, but, uh, you know, th- that's one of the ways and one of the reasons that we associate and love science fiction so much, because one, we know it's not true. Yep. And we we know, and I knock on wood, cross my fingers, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, um, and, and then when it does, you're like, oh, man. When it happens in real life. And not only that, but we pay attention to it. When I was a young man, and, and I couldn't care less about what was on the news, the world's pretty chill. It's, there's not yeah. much to it. Yeah. When you start to pay attention, when you start to see the things that happen, and not only that, but these things start to affect you. Yeah. Like, like so many things in our country have started to affect uh, all of us, the people in this room, and everybody else in the country, then you start to take note. Then you start to think, this is this is not over. Then you look up and see the flag. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And you start getting involved and in, in, in thinking what you do while still trying to keep sanity, right? while still trying to raise your family and, and just live a somewhat normal sure. and happy life. So I think that's one of the things in Rogue One uh, and in Star Wars, especially the, the the Galactic Republic's fall that Lucas always got really really right that that idea of fascism sweeping in uh, under the guise of freedom yeah and that's a piece uh, of the Andar that I think are, are are good for right like they're laying these little pieces of groundwork of like this isn't a turnkey kind of thing no like this fascism is created one step at a time and it's one methodical at a time and I, I mean yeah, one let me, let me tell you something it's actually long let me let me game. tell you something about right. it, the, the dropping of those pebbles to to mark the way they are actually showing and and recording the dropping of each and every freaking pedal yeah pebble yeah, yeah. You know, i mean it's like it's taking forever right to, <laughs> to, to, i was just to about make, to ask yeah, you guys to make Chris, a point let me ask you uh how are you doing with the 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 storytelling of Andor? I'm enjoying it. I think the Killing fault me. the fault I ha- the fault Andor has is uh, I, this uh, this is that weekly format thing drives me totally nuts agree because we are going we're we're watching 40 minutes. Well, a that's week, the, that's the financials of it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. But yeah. this is this is where I, I like you know you uh, you texted uh, Ed and I about like hey why aren't y'all watching She Hulk? Oh. Know, I, and I've heard a lot about Shiok, and I, my thing with this, and I, I've really hit this point where honestly, if we weren't talking about Andor today, 
I probably wouldn't have rushed to get it knowing yeah, now what I, the series is. Oh, I see. Chris I made see. an excellent point. You it, you don't create it to be weekly. You've created a a total thing, and then now you chop it up. You're just dribbling into, it out. Yeah. And yeah, it is yeah. killing me. Like, I'll give you an, an example. The first episode was hard for me to watch. You know why? They used that device, which I'm not really a big fan of, of and they try I know exactly why they do it yeah. to create this level of kind of you know pulling you in where they show you know Andor when he you know when he's a kid his sister on the original planet yep. you don't understand any of the language there's no subtitles it's just it's supposed to I know what it's supposed to just do. things that works well in a movie it freaking sucks in a weekly show because that's all you get and it, it just drops off. It so was in a movie, frustrating it in that you, first episode. Right. In yeah. a movie, it allows you to kind of build to a certain point to Chris's point. Like, if this was a movie, I don't mind that tactic. But in a weekly show, it took me literally four hours to watch that first episode because I had to stop. Yeah. Like, Dude, those, I can't those three do episodes this. were dropped at the same time. They were. They, they were. were. Luckily, so, were. luckily they were. Luckily yes. they were. And I still the, had the, They would have lost a lot of people had they not. Uh, had they not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They and, and, I, and you know what? Dropped. I think they know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly why oh, they did yeah. that. And, I, and the, thing that, the thing that I find really frustrating about this is you can watch House of the Dragon. Are you, any of y'all? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yep. watching it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can watch a single episode of that. And even if it's just a lot of exposition, a lot happens. There's still a lot happens. There's still a story there, yeah. It feels like a beginning and an end. Yeah. And you can clearly see this thing is laying seeds for what next week or you know right. a, a year down the road is going right. to look like right whereas so far five episodes in as we're recording this five episode five just came out a couple of days ago yep. right um man you know the first three episodes you know at least had a little bit of a definitive story to it and then now we're you know like uh you know we're setting up the heist, the heist right mm-hmm and it's just taking forever. I, I will say that I think this final episode or final two episodes or whatever, they're going to pay off. I think it will. And, and it's going to make your point, Chris. But this but comes, yeah, we're going to make your point. It's something that we could have waited on. Like, if you yeah. said, yeah. hey, we'll talk about it when it's finished, I'd have been okay or, with or, that. Or, yeah. or so and or the movie. Together. Right. We're, we're going to make a two-hour movie. Right. Here right. it is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, th- This is one of the reasons that I do not like the this format. Yeah. The, the weekly the, the episodic. Weekly. Yeah. If you're going to spend this much time and, yeah. and, and um, you. you know, emotional turmoil or something like this, make a fucking movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just make the movie because that's going to stand the test of time. Then the better well, better or roll them out together. Are. Like, because you, you've obviously created it as a movie. Yeah. Just binge it. That's what Netflix stop does trying really to fight, well. Stop yeah. trying to fight the binge. Yeah. Right? If you want to truly fight the binge, stop making it bingeable. <laughs> stop trying to create it in this kind of solid context that I now have to wait to watch the whole thing over again for it to make sense. Well, and streamers have not got it quite right. They think that um, that we're still watching TV the traditional way we once did, and we're not. And we're not. Not in any way, shape, or form. We're not. And I will tell you that if they had released all of Endor at one time, (laughs) I I think I, to your point, Chris, I would have enjoyed it more as a whole story, and, and now I will have to rewatch right. it again. So I, yeah. to prep for this, I, I watched the first, you know, three when they came out. Yep. Oh, it was so hard. Yep. And then I watched you know, four and then I watched five. To prep for this show, I watched them all five again and enjoyed it so It's so much different. Better. So different. Like, and so to be clear, better. episode one and two are slow. They are laying a lot of groundwork. Sure, sure. Episode three is actually pretty good. There we, that's where we know, finally get when, some action. When, when we went to go see Rogue One. Yeah. They, they they preceded the the showing of the movie with uh, about five minutes 
of scene from the last uh, from the third episode of Andor. You know, and oh right, right, right. That? Yes, right. yes, I and do. and so you know everything was dropping all over the place. They were running. Skarsgård was there with him, and they were trying yep. to get out. And and you know they he dropped the box, etc., yep. etc. So when I saw the episode one and two, I was like, oh man, this is nothing like that action series that we saw <laughs> right. In, right in three. Right, and uh, where the hell is that? And <laughs> when are we getting to it? You know, and it wasn't until the end of episode three yeah. that you had to sit through what almost two and a half, three hours of of this of this stuff to to get to a point where you're like, okay, I understand the contextual association that you're trying to make with his with his past and how he's getting to the point, right. but. You know that was a lot. In a it's a lot in a series. It it would have been. It is a lot in a series. It would have been much better suited in a movie format. To your point, because what we got in those first three episodes was Cassie Andor's origin right. story. There's yeah. There there sure. is one thing though that that a scene in episode three that really to me set. The, and this was one that you couldn't really do in a movie. Yeah. And in in, to the effect that I think, to me, the show had. So one thing the show has really established, instead of bag, I'm going to give you some positives on it, Good. too, because there are things. That there, I there, there's of, a ton oh, of positives. They were um, great. Yeah. For, first, the production. I, I'm going to just decide on the production. We we talked, uh, you and I, uh, the three of us had talked, Jamie, one week. So the guy that made this show is the guy that was brought in to do all the re- rewrites of Rogue One. To right. kind right. of salvage it, Right. right. Because apparently, okay. that narratively, it just was really broken in the original cut. The mess at the end, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, anyway, one of the things he... I read an interview with him where he had said... It, they uh, they had, Disney had said, well, when you're guarding production, do you want to use the stage, the in-the-round stage they use on Boba Fett with all the LCD screens? Right. Or LED screens, or do you want to do traditional? He said traditional. Right. So these are real sets. This movie or this show does not look cheap. No, it looks, at uh, all. It, it looks at like all. a movie. It, it looks at like all. a yep. movie, and, yep. and it at is all. reflected in scenes where yep. you're following somebody taking more than five steps, exactly walking down a, in exactly. a single shot. Uh, the other thing on the TV side that this thing has really done um, is I, that I really liked, especially in episode three, when those security guys were coming to make a move to arrest Andor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they did the music, the the sound, yeah. right? So you have the guy that hits the hammers every morning. Right. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. the start of the workday kind of right. thing. But then they have that, they all have that cultural thing where they all start banging on those wind chimes. Yep. Right. Yep. And that created this tension in that episode that I was like, that is really, really well yeah, done. Yeah. And I don't think in right. a movie you could really. The only the closest I was trying to think of what I could uh, equate this to. I'm a sound and music guy, right? Have you watched Heat, the movie yeah. from the Ooh, '90s? Great movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. light drums is all you hear as they're walking out of the uh, oh, out of the bank, bank. right? Yeah. And you know, and you know, like man, something's about to go down. I gotta watch that movie and then on these guys. <laughs> and it really, to me, had that same kind of vibe where it's like all you're hearing is that you know those yeah. those chimes in a rhythmic pattern. As these security guys, and they even say they're there. To, it's just there to intimidate, intimidate us, right? But you know, it's like, man, something's seriously about to like totally go, right. go down, right? And, you know, I think. Yeah. So was... let me say, I yeah, not to back. Those were the only problems I had with Andor. I am enjoying it. Like the problem when I said the pacing sucks. That whole you know. Well, the pacing the way the we've been given it sucks. But I think I am, the pacing works right. if you're in a movie. But yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. it. There's yeah. so many oh, things yeah. that they did right. Sets, you're absolutely right. Like when they do like the flyovers from the Tie Fighters when they're in the valleys, you can tell like that's a production purity. Like it's like okay, I'm enjoying this. I, this is a place that I'm pulled into. I feel like they are there. Yeah. So there are yeah. things that they are consistently doing right. I agree with the music. Like the attention that they're paying to how sound pulls you into this is something that I have to go back and agree with you guys on um, 
on uh, Obi Wan that I did not, you know, particularly care for. Like, it's the really reason I always like Chris sound. watching these two yeah. because he considers that stuff where I don't yeah. know. It's not the top of my list of things. Although right. when I think about it, when you bring it up, I'm like, oh my oh, god, exactly. yeah, you're right. absolutely right. right. Yeah, right. that is a right. good point. Like they're doing um, a lot of stuff really, really well. That, well, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like. Let's it, so. talk about that's a great point. Let's talk about the cast, okay? Because one of the things that Andor has done very well is uh, the cast, and I mean from the movie Rogue One to now, um, you've got two major characters casting Andor, uh, Diego Luna. Uh, first off, I- I'm so happy to have Mexicans or, or Latinos in Star Wars. I know we've had some Love in the it. past. The original Mexican in Star Wars was Chewie, right <laughs> so on. that was always good. Right on. Um, no, it wasn't. It was Obi Juan Kenobi. Obi Juan, yeah. Obi Juan and Chewie. His Obi Obi Juan Kenobi. His hermano. Yeah. Um, no, I love about, Diego I love Luna. Diego. What about Han he's, Cholo? He's he's really great. What? What about Han Cholo? Han Cholo. Nice. nice. He, he, yeah. Yeah. He had the chop chop. Millennium Falcon <laughs> with the dingle balls and the twice pipes. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, that's what Han Solo did. Is pretty much. He, he hoofed up the, the exactly. Falcon. And he put the dices on the. That's right. That's, that's right. He did. He, he, did. he yeah, did have awesome. a. He, have a, he did have some. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was awesome. It was Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I like that casting. I liked it. So do I. That there are, are Latin folks in, in Star Wars that, that we could call out. I mean, they're. He's not really Latin in the story, but you get, you yeah, get the point. Yeah, definitely. Um, not just that, but uh, the level of chops on these actors. The actress that plays uh, Mon Mothma, yep. uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, mm-hmm. is amazing. amazing. She is so good in the story. Uh, her Mon Mothma is such a great character. She That woman is able to pull off a dirty rebel in the clothes of a pristine, um, a really high-bred senator. Right. And I think one of the things we're going to see in this, to your point, is is uh, her sacrifice that she's giving up for right. the rebellion, too. Because we're seeing in this show, she's got a daughter. Right. She's got a yeah, husband. That the she's, division of she's her She's drifting. Family. I'm assuming that's her husband. It, it is. That, that's her husband, yeah, right? Per, she's yeah, drifting Karen. from because yeah. he's clearly aligning himself more with the local imperial, imperial government. Well, he's, yeah. not a, he's not a nice guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's a politician. He he's a, yeah. And he's a wealthy man. Right, because he's, he's a senator, to be too. Right? Both of them are senators. Right. You can see the division of... One of them is aligning with, you know, kind of the imperial, you know, imperial kind of Senate, him, and then she's more of the charitable piece. Like, there's a conversation they have in the limo um, that's interesting when he was like, why didn't you tell me about this foundation? And he's like, you wouldn't, you know, care about it. It's like, right. why? Because it's charitable. It's like, charitable. That was a very, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a strained relationship yeah. for sure. Yeah. The, hu- the husband is working the daughter against. Right. Her, her mother, uh, because her mother's very busy, because her mother's trying to stop a fascist state right. in, mm-hmm. in any way she can, and she's a politician. Right. So I love that they keep coming back to that actress. So she was obviously oh, yeah. she was obviously Mon Mothma in Rogue One. We right. a cut scene from Revenge of the Sith that's on, on Disney Plus if you want to see it. It's yeah. right. like the birth of the rebellion, and it's got Padme, her, and a few others. Right. Uh, she's also in Rebels. She plays the mom. She, she does. She does yeah, the she voice in Rebels. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I like a, that they keep coming back to her. Oh, and know. she's in a video game as well. She, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's yeah. So she's definitely the part. She's yeah. she's owned Mon Mothma longer yeah, than the original. Actress the original yeah. did. Yeah, uh, um, so many years ago. But her 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 character in this. There's a couple of key things that you see in the show that I really dug. 
Uh, she's the senator from Chandrilla. That's the that's the world that she's from. Right. Chandrilla is a a uh, uh, central world. It's a it's a core world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very wealthy. And if you notice, their um, costumes look like Jedi yes. robes. Yes. All, all of their all of their their it looks just like Jedi robes, huh. and, and I think it's it's homage to the Jedi. And that can't be making the Emperor very happy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So there was a lot of little points about her character that I I really have enjoyed in Andor. I, I look, I, I like Mon Mothma as a character uh, when she was in New Hope and Empire. Uh, I, I've always liked that character. And she had little bitty bit parts in those. To see them flesh out that character and what right. she was doing at the time. And one thing that they don't really make very clear, but is a pivotal part of her story is when Padme dies. Padme is her close friend. We know this because there are um, um, unpublished lost scenes from the prequels that had her and Padme and, and um, uh, Jimmy Smith's, um, uh, the uh, <laughs> his name's escaping Bail or Bail Organa, Bail Organa. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, speaking about what they're going to do as the Empire rises uh, in the Galactic Senate, right. we don't have that context going into this because you have to be a, one of us geeks to actually have seen that that you know uh, lost footage or whatever. But um, to, for them to go back and, and then fill in the pieces in the of piece her of story. That, yeah. I really, really am enjoying that. It's a very good, and we keep going back to this conversation around, you know, if you you know don't look up, you don't see the flag. Like, it's that very us and them, where you can see how yeah. they're living in, you know, kind of opulence, and the daughter and husband, you know, kind of living in that world. And she's the only reminder to them that there are other people involved in this, and they're, you know, kind of intentionally scoffing at her about it, right? So they're just like, oh, you know, the Empire, is just lovely for us. We're making more money. We're more rich. Like we, we don't care that there's people out there suffering. And it's like Mon Mothra is the reminder of them in their pristine bubble that there are consequences to these actions that they don't want to look at. Like they are trying to look away from. But she's the constant reminder that hey, you know, people are dying out here, right? And something that we see all the time is something we see in our world now, and that is the haves and the have-nots. We see it in Good America point. more yeah. and more every day. Um, where people of of wealth and of uh, clout uh, get away with more than people of lesser means or or people of uh, a different skin tone or, or skin color or uh, just poor people, and it's uh, the two the the connection between the two is startling. <laughs> no. And and there's a there's a saying that is said in one of the episodes that is kind of enigmatic of that is. The axe forgets, but the tree remembers. What does that mean, Jamie? The axe forgets, but the tree remembers means that the aggressor forgets all of the action. That's right. But the tree never forgets you chopped it down. Yeah, that's like exactly the tree right. Has it remembers every with, cut. The tree yeah. has to live with every cut, has to live with all the damage you do. It falls. It has to regrow You know, from the root. So the axe forgets. The axe moves on. The axe yeah. is the opulence, the wealth of this. Well, it's, and a, then the tree, it's the whole point of the right. series. Right. Every right. world that we are uh, brought to, right. the Empire is doing something fucked something, up to it. Right. Uh, Cassian, uh, w- when he's a young boy, his world has been strip mined basically right. by the Empire, mm-hmm. and and right. and noxious gas has been put into uh, in- into the into the atmosphere the and is killing people uh, on the world. 
And it's, again, another example of the Empire's insatiable hunger right. for raw material right. in order to create its means right. of, of, of uh, control. And if you haven't seen that, like there's a um, rebel that's on um, Aldana... Um, his name was Skin. His last name, like Skin, yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin, I think. Yeah, he tells the story of his brother being a farmer, a tree farmer, and why he's there, um, of why he didn't like the 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 empire, but the you know they took his farm, his brother's farm, and his brother killed himself, put rocks in his you know jacket, and jumped off a you know the the boat, right? So that that's where that the tree you know forgets and I know the the axe forgets, but the tree remembers comes from because he's just like now it's time for the trees to you know kind of fight back, and that's that's, right. that's kind of the the basis of this us versus them, right? It's, it's like the reoccurring they, theme of Star Wars. It's right, you cannot right. subjugate right. people forever; they right. will rise up right. and 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 take action against you, especially if you're subjugating the way the Empire For sure. And it's one of the reasons why the Mon Mothma scenes with her family is powerful for me because, it, like I said, it is a she is a reminder to them of the trees. Like, the axes among themselves. Like, even when she was upset because her husband invited, you know, people that are, you know, making it difficult for her to this party in her, her home, right? Yeah. And she's like, you know, I'll sit over, you know, you're not, you don't have to sit next to him. He's like, no, I wasn't going to anyway. Like, he, she is the constant reminder to the room full of axes of the trees. Right. That's a great point. Right. So yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, I, I, I like those scenes a lot. Well, final thoughts. We're gonna we're gonna close down the episode, and I know there's stuff we haven't talked about. We're at time, and and also we have a couple episodes to go, so I think we'll probably revisit this as well. Um, so we can we can definitely uh, talk about it more. It, just for the listeners, we're trying to keep our episodes around an hour and a half, under two hours, because. And we we get it. Two two and a half hours is a <laughs> long a time to <laughs> listen to our dumbasses <laughs> talk on about whatever whatever it is. But w- w- the look the the team is back together. We're really excited. While everybody is still busy, people are still doing stuff. Shoot, Eddie's going for a master's degree. Right Chris has got a new job. I got a new job. Jamie is always busy. I I, <laughs> I never nail this guy down. Um. So you know, one of the things we want to do is just keep this uh to a to a somewhat. Uh, stricter format, but also try to get episodes out for you guys because we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot we want to talk about. And I'll tell you, one of the greatest things about Eddie's birthday party was getting feedback from people. Yeah, we haven't heard awesome. like live feedback from anybody yeah, until was, your yeah. party. And it wasn't and it wasn't until then that I realized that people were listening to us. That's that, right. That we knew. That's right. You know, um, I, I know that there's there's a um, a relative of mine that listens to me in Florida. Oh, awesome, yeah, awesome. So if, if you yeah. if we see the the data come in and there's Florida, Anthony, thanks for, thanks for listening. <laughs> to Thank you, Anthony. Um, you know, Sam and, and his daughter Samantha, they they listen to us, and I mean, there's That's just so a lot cool. of really yeah. great feedback. Yeah. From people, Do- Donnie, my my son, yeah. texted me the other day because we we published the the Obi One. Uh, right now, right. Donnie, <clears throat> Love Donnie is is an incredibly passionate person when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, he's uh, he had some thoughts. <laughs> he, he had some thoughts. <laughs> he definitely had some thoughts. He's twenty five years old, and um, he 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 loves. He's passionate about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so when Obi Wan came out, he wrote this exclamatory text message about how much he just. Passionate. Eddie shared this with us, and we laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it really. It, so I, I aligned 
for for the most part with the things that he said. Yeah, Chris and Duncan didn't really. Yeah, for, for uh, you know to, to some for other reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean I think I I aligned Chris a lot was more, more aligned than, 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 than I was. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in terms of in terms of being very adamant about Donnie expressed that, and then just the other day, I think it was two, maybe three days ago. He sent me once we published the the uh, the Obi One yeah uh, podcast um, reveal. Uh, he he said he texted me and it was a very long text. Oh, that's funny. He it was very it was a very awesome feedback. Yeah, right, you know? right. Um, and uh, he threw in some funny stuff in there too. He did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it was really good. I mean, and if you have anything to tell us, if you have anything that you want to talk about, questions that you have. We're not going to have all the answers. We're, we're, we're amateur slash armchair reviewers of For sure. sci-fi. Yep. But we'll definitely talk about them. Go to anchor.fm slash geekculturecast, and you can record your question to us there. Please, please, please go to anchor.fm slash geekculturecast. Put in your question. We will air that question on the show, and we'll give you an answer right there. And I would love to hear from from our visitor eddie that was such a great part of your i mean like i of course we wanted to go and celebrate your birthday and have fun and we did but that was such a cherry on top of the whole thing because what i did was i walked into the place where you were having your your party uh and and we were out on a patio uh drinking beers and 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 really living it up and all of Ed's friends and I mean, obviously, if you've listened to the cast, you know we love Ed. Ed has got a lot of great friends, and and there was a big group there. And I spoke. I was like, "Hey, hey, everybody, how's everybody?" And two people said, "I know that voice. I know that voice from the podcast." And it blew my mind. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. that is so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is because awesome. these are people that didn't know me. A. Uh, they're they're from your from USAA. They were the folks from USAA. Oh, and they didn't know me, but they did know my voice from because obviously these people had listened to the podcast. Okay, so it was oh, really that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a really neat moment. And uh, uh, so, look, f- the, the whole point of all this is we appreciate you guys listening. We know you're very, very much. We, we, we do. We, I see the numbers on Anchor, um, our, our our podcast distribution. Uh, we, every time we release an episode, we get a spike. And an uh, angel gets its wings. And an angel yeah. gets... So win-win. Get, win-win. Gets its wings and its lightsaber, if it's the yeah. right angel. So, um, you know, look, we're, we're, we've are we got a, a, a budding audience now. We're, we're getting people listening to the podcast and all over the world. We've got a listener in Ukraine. Yeah, I saw the Ukraine that. is in a war right now. Yeah. A terrible, terrible war. And we've got some Johnny over right here on. listening to the Geek Culture cast. And I love it. And he listens every week. Or her. <laughs> or her. Or exactly. Her. Exactly. Love you. Or that's Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. That's cool. And and the only thing I can think of is I actually do work with a couple of people from the Ukraine. We have, we my company's got an office there. So maybe it's one of them. Maybe they saw one of my posts or something on, on uh, one of our team meetings. But uh, love it anyway. And and so we would we definitely want to hear from you. Um and we don't want to get feedback when we're at Ed's birthday party, although we do we love it. We want to get it on the show. We want to get yeah. and share with you know what one of the thing that one of the things that uh, my friend Sam mentioned was uh, um, Samantha, his daughter, was uh, talking to friends at school. Yeah, and uh, I said, hey, if you want to send us questions, you know, we'll, we'll be right. more than happy to to read them off or submit us submit a um, you know a recording. But you gave them a um, a link right now to go to. 
That's right. So, yeah. hey, Samantha, go to that link, get you and a group of your friends together, and write down your questions and read them out. And Anchor.fm slash GeekCultureCast. We will use your questions Absolutely. on the show. I guarantee you that. Questions, oh, and I'd even say suggestions, too. Oh, yeah. We yeah. can, always, Any, we can always look at them. Yeah. We, we, well, we've said it we before. To, to get set dunk off on a rant? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Something. I haven't had any rants lately. I need to get ranting again. I, yeah. I, I like Andor, so I don't have much to rant about. You know, one of the, one of the things that uh, Donnie mentioned was that we, we tend to agree with each other a lot. And I said, Donnie, you, you probably haven't heard a lot. Yeah, of our no doubt. No, uh, no doubt. I, I am probably the biggest dissenter. I'm going to say, yeah, just because we don't yell at each other doesn't mean we <laughs> No, we don't <laughs> agree. Uh, and, and, uh, we haven't and, talked about the sequel, the Star Wars sequel shit either. And oh, I think that'll, those will definitely make, yeah, those oh, will be some yeah, fun. Oh, yeah, because I, I really disagree with you two knuckleheads on the yeah. sequel, the prequel. So or eventually, when we finish the prequels, we'll get to the sequels. Yeah. That'll probably be a multi-episode thing. Oh, it's got to be. Because I think there's going to yeah. be a little bit of heat on those. Well, we, we still have the, the <laughs> second part. To, yeah, we got to finish the prequels first. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Right. And, and well, it's my fault because I missed the uh, the Obi-Wan, and I would have disagreed with all of you because I really liked it. Well, I, I, I <laughs> well, really <laughs> liked Obi-Wan as well. I, <laughs> he loved I, it. My, my question to the audience when we did oh, the Obi-Wan episode too. was, what, what will make you happy? <laughs> You I bunch gave, of monkeys! I gave I gave uh, Obi Wan like three mitochlamidians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and it rumbled a bit in my soul. Yeah. And I was like, you <laughs> <laughs> right. so I, I do think I do think there's something that I, we talked about before. Is eventually, we'll we'll have to do like a like a rapid fire revisit. revisit. Yes. Some of this stuff. Oh yeah, because yeah. we've got to get Jamie's opinions in on some of these things that we touched while he wasn't able to join us, like Thor, like. Like, well, like, I would definitely want to go through um, some of the comic book properties yeah, that are out right now. And listening yeah. when I'm listening to these things, we even mentioned, man, when Jamie's back, he'd be able to add some context yep. to this. So we yep. need to come back and revisit those definitely. points. Definitely. Um, and yeah, and I think revisiting maybe Obi-Wan, because I have a few thoughts on that, too. That also there were, there were several things doing, we didn't but, get to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, I, I think well, we do we do have a time limit. We, we yeah. are yeah. trying well, to keep that's what I'm thinking. Maybe we devote an episode to, like, rapid fire. Let's get some of this stuff and we can finish this Right, right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely we could do that. Look, we, we have ideas for episodes all the time. Chris came up with a great one today that we're gonna we're gonna look into doing. Um, we definitely have some things coming up in the next year. Um, again, remember we want to do uh, twenty three episodes for our first season. We're at epi- this is episode fourteen, so so we have ten nine more to go in this season before we're gonna take another break. Um, and, and in that break, what I want to do is. Um, and I'm going to share it with the listeners, but I want to share it with you guys too, is I want to just add a little bit more production value. So maybe me not saying the intro every time, maybe I make an intro, just little things like that that maybe help us act a little more polished on the cast. I, but I, th- I think it's fine. I think it is too. I'm, I've got some so. ideas about that though. Ah! <laughs> no, no, no. Not, I mean, it's. I, I've been thinking about a couple of things that I'd like to add. I'm still waiting to hear the monologue on how you're geeked. Uh, Duncan and no I both doubt. said it. We did monologues on. and you what didn't monologue? do shit. This is, now this is the problem that we have with Ed is he's got early onset Alzheimer's. Oh. And he can't remember what we've talked about in the past. The the first episode where I do my little bit about tabletop wargaming and how I got into it, Chris did. Oh, your this. intros. Yeah. yeah, our intros. Yeah, you can. Call oh, I never did want, that. But no, never you did, did not. that. You did not. Well, I think people know enough about me now. I don't think they do, I Ed. Do. I don't think, I think they you do. And Jay, I yeah, think you and Jamie. Jamie are... You need to do one too. Then really? Jay, Jamie definitely needs to do one. Here's the thing, and we're being silly right now, 
But I'm sitting around the table with three of the most interesting human beings I've ever known in my life. And the reason they're sitting around my table is because they're three of the most interesting human beings I've ever known in my life. Not only do we have like uh, likes, uh, similar likes and things, but um, um, I also love just hearing what these guys talk about when we're not talking about geek stuff, when we're just talking about general stuff. I, I, you know, we talk about your mom a lot. Well, you know, yeah. my and, mom's and, talk your, and your YouTubes, <laughs> the the YouTubes. Yeah, the YouTubes. And I was, I, I meant to tell you, tell your mom hi. I saw her channel on the YouTubes. She was, she was bagging she, on you. She was, she was asking, asking, asking you. the other day, hey. <laughs> We saw Duncan at the party. Why didn't she? Oh, why now didn't you're bringing up old shit. Say hi to us. Did, did, did we oh, so it's them? this kind of show, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get real shitty real quick. <laughs> the other thing, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we did find out we do have some younger listeners. Um, guys, we cuss on this show. We're we're human beings and we're uh, intelligent men. We are disgusting, and and, yeah. and we we will we will say a, a, a bad word. So please be aware of that if you if you got younger viewers. We always I always mark the episodes explicit uh, because they are we don't we don't necessarily get off into too much sexuality, but we will cuss. Uh, and, and raise our voices and, and generally carry on. So uh, just a warning there, if you've got younger listeners, we, we hold nothing back. Um, okay, I want to close down the episode. It's been a good episode. I'm so happy to have Jamie back. I want to challenge each of you, right off the top of your head, I'm going to give each of you a chance. What is an episode that you want us, or, 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 or an idea for an episode that you want us to broach? Chris, you're up first. <laughs> yeah, I put, totally I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. What are we looking for? <laughs> maybe if you stop texting. Maybe, maybe if you join the podcast, right maybe on. that'd be great. Somebody has already checked <laughs> out. Get off, get off of the, for all of you who can't see the video. Get off of the Someone YouTube. Thought, are you on adult porn? <laughs> I, was, I was actually going finding your your mom's YouTube. <laughs> I knew you were on YouTube. Oh snap! <laughs> no, I thought, so, was, I thought we ended a while back. Sorry, no, Duncan, no. <laughs> So uh, I, I did my preamble. The question was, what show do you want to produce coming up? And Chris was on his phone looking at something, so I went to him first. So we caught him a little bit. But well, no, I, uh, I think uh, I like the first. I'm just gonna, the very first thing when I hear that question. Yeah, Blade Runner. Oh, Blade I Runner. Just, Good call. That's out, literally man. the first thing. Great movie. You know what? That's actually very prescient because there's a new series on Netflix right now called Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. Edge Runner. It is amazing. You need to watch it. I'm not kidding. This is not. It's connected to Duncan the video loves game, everything. Love. Yeah. What's it called? You need it's to. called Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runner. Yes. It's an anime, and you're going to think, oh, fuck. Oh, anime. Man, really? But listen. Dude. It's so good. So it's uh, connected to the game yep. Cyberpunk. The game which is, is made by the people who made Witcher. Which so, is connected yeah, to yes. the original role-playing game that I played exactly. in the early 90s. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah That yeah. old? It's that old. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, the, the first season's out for Edge Runner. It's exceptional. I it was blown good. away by it. Good. But it definitely fits into that Blade Runner Cyberpunk uh, Mystique. So, yeah, that's on my list of things to watch. Well, it's one of the things we love. Great things about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So not to take so, away from Chris's desire to watch Blade Runner, so that that's what you'd like to. I'd watch. like to eventually cover a Blade Runner yeah. episode. No, not at all. I'm, I'm saying the two are are connected. Tissue, There's tissue. connective tissue there, and we can talk about both. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, yeah. Jamie, what about you? What do you want to talk about? Um, the 
thing I want to talk about the most is how much you guys were wrong about uh, Phase Four. Like, I want to talk oh, about Phase ooh. Four as Phase Four Marvel. Yes, Phase yeah. Four Marvel. I missed the Thor conversation at the end. There's some things I kind of want to talk about. Like, so Phase Four Marvel yeah, is a good. Yeah, that's a good episode. As a whole, how, like, how much? How much it's so, sucking? Here, here's the thing. Phase. <laughs> how much you? Fart face. <laughs> <laughs> you just call me a fart face. I did. Oh, fart face. Phase four ends with Wakanda. With Wakanda forever. Forever. So yes. should we wait until phase four is over? No. Yes. Then? Let's watch it and then we'll. Oh, it ends talk with about, Wakanda forever. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, By the way, five, we've uh, got tickets. Thanks we to do. Chris. It is no money. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be that. yeah. But that's oh, what I want to talk okay. about. Okay. The yeah, whole geek. The whole geek team will be at the premiere of Wakanda Forever, which looks friggin' amazing. Can't wait to see that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, that's a good call out, Jamie, and and similar to what I want to, to talk about. Eddie, what's up? What's your? I want to talk choice? about a, a fracking show. We ha- we haven't oh, talked about. Oh, good. We haven't right, talked buddy. about this fracking show. Mother fracker. We mother fracker. I mean, fracking. You know, come on. come on. You know, I think while we're doing that, we have some some uh, some some lattes from Starbucks come out. Oh, you know, but because I want to talk about Battlestar Galactica. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of you my know? favorite shows and, and ever. And I'm thinking that we, we we talk about the the first showing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we talk about the You're talking about 1978. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, and, then, love and then we transition into the Oh, the yeah. That's yeah. a good call. That's a good, good, version, good, that's a good, good call. It. Yeah. Well, listen, I've said I've said mine already in the show in the, in a couple of episodes. I want to talk about two two items, two properties in Marvel. Miss Marvel? Yep. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Call me down. I'm telling you, uh, all you big hulky men that love your Marvel superheroes, if you're not watching these shows, you're a nerd because they're awesome. So are, are these out already? They're out. Miss Marvel is out. Yep. Uh, uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law has got one more episode, and they're done. Um, Wait, what's She-Hulk about? She-Hulk is about a lady that becomes a Hulk, and she happens to be an attorney. Who's okay. a she? And, and it follows, from what I hear, the, the comic. To, to, the, to the, T. Right? the T. It is so okay. good. It is so I have good. never Very read the comic. Good. And so the, 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 the uh, most recent episode was mind-blowing. Yeah. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was such <laughs> a great. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, but there's already a Daredevil. No. no. This is, not like this. this is a return of yes. Daredevil, isn't it? Uh, it's not the return. It's the bringing him into the yes. Marvel MCU. Oh. And they're finally addressing yes. one well, of the Well, they did already with Spider-Man. Uh, kind of, yeah. but but that was just a, a cameo. Right. This is, he's part of the story. Exactly. Line, and it's yeah. really good. Um, what they uh, we'll get into it when the show go, yeah. uh, g- uh, when we talk on the episode. But what they've done with Attorney at Law yeah. is brilliant, in my yeah. opinion. It is really brilliant. And so it it sounds like that that She Hulk is then potentially this this um, split, right? Or she's a bridge character. A bridge. A bridge. She's a bridge right, character right, right. Okay. for sure uh, uh, to the new Avengers, I believe. Sure, sure. So. It's a part of the phase four conversation that I want to have. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we do yours first and then do the phase well, four. Whatever. We'll figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Let's do that. So that's what we have uh, cool. in the hopper for you guys coming up as, as we go through some more episodes. Beep, beep. I really want to thank everybody for being here today. Jamie, it's so good to have you back. Great man. to be back, man. Welcome we, back. We, we need, back. Welcome this back. is awesome. Your voice. <laughs> Uh, back. Jamie wasn't back. A, a, an original cast member, but he was in spirit for sure. And when he was able to come join us uh, is just such a joy, and it really brings another facet to to the discussions that we have. So always good to have you, sir. Awesome. As usual, always good to have 
Sea Skidoo. Sea Skidoo and Eddie Gone. <laughs> and um oh, wait. Skidoo, I like that. <laughs> that's his that's his nickname. He's Sea Skidoo. He's Eskadoo. I'm Skadoo. He's always been Eskadoo. <laughs> I thought I he thought was the Ed- first Eskadoo was the very first one. I thought Eddie's new nickname was Cunt. Boy. That's what I thought. That's what boy. I thought we decided. Oh, oh you boy. boys. Boys. <laughs> boys. Okay, we're we're okay, so Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. And the boys. Oh, okay. We haven't talked really about the boys. Battlestar Galactica the boys at all. Yeah. yeah I boys. dig it. Okay. And the boys is good too. It's really good. And I don't know that I would have liked the comic as much, but the series is awesome because yep. of who's in it. Carl Urban's the man. Right on. We got lots more coming up for you in future casts. We want to thank everybody for listening to today. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate thank everyone. You. Remember, if you want to talk to us, you can do it. It's so easy. Go to anchor.fm slash geekculturecast. That's geek to G-E-E-K-E-D thank culture you, cast. Thank you. Also on the Facebooks. Also on the Facebooks. Geek also on cast. the Instagrams. Also on the Twitters. Um, we're everywhere. Reach out to us. If you want to hear something, if we're not discussing a piece of sci-fi, fantasy, geek culture that you want more info on, you need to let us know. you got to get on anchor.fm slash geekculturecast and give us a heads up. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate everyone. Enjoy your Saturdays, and we will have a good one. Until next time, it's the Geek Culture Cast, the Geek Team. Peace. Signing off. See ya.